Thank you for listening to The Barbershop. I want to uh, take this opportunity to ask for your support. Barbershop is a Black-owned media property that exists exclusively for the political, social, and cultural benefit of Black people. I run it myself. The website, the articles, the writing and recording of all the shows, and the post-editing, it's all done by yours truly. I ask that you do your part and support Black media, something that's desperately needed. You can do so by becoming a supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button at the top of the page. Also, please subscribe to the show. It really helps. I'm on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And lastly, I want to hear what you have to say. You can now leave me a message by clicking on the message button at the top, and I will play it on the next episode. There is a new book out on the market right now, written by Carol Anderson, Chair of African American Studies at Emory University. In it, she argues that black self-defense is white dependent. Should this fact deter black people from prioritizing armed self-defense? I'm discussing it. Also, a city council member in uh, Oklahoma is being called out for controversial comments he made, claiming that black people are way more responsible for murder, robbery, and all other kinds of violent crimes. We should welcome statements like this as black people. I'll explain what I mean on this edition of The Barbershop, this very special Christmas edition of The Barbershop. Be right back. Greetings, and thank you for listening to The Barbershop. During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters, people like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life, despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns, with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of 
black people being independent from white people. This means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values, and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you.
Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. In my mind.
Welcome back. You're in the barbershop. Glad to have you here. So Carol Anderson has a new book out. In it, she argues that black self-defense is dependent upon whites. And that racism always determines the effectiveness of black self-defense claims. Now, I won't argue, argue her point. It sounds uh, correct to me. Laws are impartial, but people are not. In a case of uh, self-defense, a black defendant's actions may be supported by the law, but a jury of 12 uh, still decides guilt or innocence according to the law. All right. A jury of 12 still decides guilt or innocence, according to the law. Now, their decision to some extent is inherently influenced by their levels of prejudice against black people. The more prejudice a juror is, the more likely that juror will give a guilty verdict despite the facts of the case. You see, this is what she means, I believe, when she says that racism will always determine the effectiveness of black self-defense claims. That being said, that being said, when determining whether or not to prioritize armed black self-defense, what racists think, friend, should be irrelevant. You see, if a black person kills a white person in self-defense, 
that black person is likely to be penalized because he or she is black. Despite the actual facts. Again, this is racism determining the effectiveness of black self-defense. My point is, so what? So what? Don't let the prospect of an unfavorable legal outcome deter you from doing the right thing and dishing out justice when warranted. You see, if a racist is endangering your life or your wife or husband's life or your children's life, that racist needs to be handled even with violence if necessary. Even with violence if necessary. Don't worry about the fallout. Whatever happens, happens. Standing your ground and commanding respect. Commanding respect takes precedent over all other considerations. Everything else, it takes precedent over everything else. See, black people, too many of us uh, don't want to sacrifice. No, you don't. You don't want to sacrifice to take the life of a white person in self-defense is risky because more than likely, oh, there will be a conviction. I am saying take the conviction, sacrifice. If enough black people acted on the I for an I principle, the um, cumulative, uh, cumulative effect would be advantageous for the safety and security of black people. See, if racists understood that any kind of unjust act of violence against a black person would likely be met with a violent response, I guarantee they would think twice about harming blacks. Uh, once it's understood. Yeah. You see, once it's understood that black people can't be harmed with impunity anymore, that's when the respect is earned. Never mind whether or not if white people or any other group of people likes black people, that's, that's irrelevant. But you see, we want to be all shy and bashful, like, uh, like Michael Jackson, post thriller nigga, thriller, 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 thriller. Fuck that nigga. We need the old school Michael, the hungry Michael, straight out the slums of Gary nigga. That's the Michael we need. The Michael who had to go and uh, get a switch. Yeah, go and get a switch when he wasn't hitting the dance moves like he was supposed to. Not the shy, timid one. We don't, we don't want that, Michael. That Michael will not help you in solving your problem. 
So don't let racism stop you from purchasing a gun or from going to the uh, gun range for training. And don't let it stop us from exploring the possibility of organizing for self-defense on a large scale. Be right back. Greetings, and thank you for listening to The Barbershop. During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters, people like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life, despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns, with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you. Christmas, my homeboy gave to me a 
sack of that crazy glue and told me to smoke it up slowly. Now on the second day of Christmas, my homeboy gave to me a fifth of hen dog and told me to take my mind off that weed. Now by the third day of Christmas, my big homeboy gave to me whole lot of everything and it wasn't up a game to me back then you woke up to the sound i saw mama kissing santa made you reminisce on the old-fashioned christmas days yes miss a fat man jolly with joy down your chimney with toys for little girls and boys pumped up i jumped up before the sun peeped in and hoped to catch a santa claus creeping down my halls run to the window put my eyes to the sky to see if i could see the sleigh that parlay and push the fat guy i sigh ain't no sign with everything under this tree in my my house is mine, my bike that, and it's plastic nine to do fine till next year come. I try to see the same thing, they got us brainwashed up. And when you find it ain't no Santa Christmas, still mean a lot, cause it's the time to get together and give all you got. You got food, good moods, and what's better than together with your people? Where wishes, give a toast by the tree, it's Merry Santa Christmas. Claus. Don't get too close Santa Claus on the ceiling, Jack Frost chilling, pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain. Seasons greetings, all the proceedings are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating. Chestnuts roasting on the open fire, singing my jingle, where is Chris Kringle? I didn't cop and I ain't even shout I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out Now all I want for Christmas is my 6 foot Chevrolet And a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? How was Christmas time? And my rhymes steady bumping Everybody happy, hair still nappy Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy Catch me giving out turkeys at the church house Don't try to work me, just stand in line And everything gonna be fine Holla at your folks, boys, going down Ain't no helps from no elves, just a dog pound And we passing our gifts Blazing up splits, Christmas on the road. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Santa Claus. I believe 76 was the year Girls and boys full of joy with the season cheer Smell the sky, hella pies and cakes getting baked To be ate after everything gone off your plate But wait, not tonight, it's straight beans and rice On the table, are we able to receive tonight? I wonder what the morn bringing so it's hard to doze off Three o'clock in my socks, I crack the dose off Hoping when I open the door, I see Santa Now who the hell is this in this blue bandana? Messing with the boxes that's up under the tree Look like Santa Claus and crossed into a woman to me Now I'm coming to see the whole picture get clearer How we have less as X-Mess get nearer Mirror, mirror, please, it seems I've been deceived And thank it's ain't trick for the gifts I receive So I creep back and act like I ain't even peeped it This'll be me and mom's private secret Santa Claus Welcome back. You're in the barbershop. So a little racist Oklahoma city councilman bigot made a racist comment in a meeting on uh, racist policing last week. He said that black Americans are more responsible for murder, robbery, and other violent crimes that 
we're more responsible than everyone else. So now, of course, you have the so-called civil rights warriors, the Black Lives Matters uh, types, the woke types coming out and uh, demanding an apology and demanding his resignation. But why? Why demand his resignation? Why demand that he apologize? Why waste energy on removing this one little councilman? And isn't it better that racists reveal who they are as opposed to them hiding in the shadows, pretending to be all friendly and nice and allies? You see, this isn't news. It really isn't. Why is this a news story? I mean, uh, this councilman, okay, this councilman lives and, and uh, he serves in Oklahoma. We're talking about a state with a population consisting mostly of whites, around 80%. Why would this councilman not have anti-black sentiments? Either we live in a world that's plagued by racism or we don't. And I say that we do. What about Tulsa? What about Tulsa? Aren't they always saying, pick yourself up by your bootstraps? Pick your nigga, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Isn't that what the uh, Republicans say? So we pick ourselves up by the bootstraps. All right. Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma, black town, successful black town, a big ass example of niggas picking themselves up by their bootstraps, right? Successful black town and the jealous, poor, no good beer belly sharecropper whites with blood in their eyes and foaming at the mouth, nigga, ran the real Christians, the real believers of God. They ran them out of town, us. People truly trying to practice, practicing in good, in, uh, good faith. These fake Christians, they ran us out of town with violence. And Tulsa was not a race riot. Tulsa was not a race riot. It was white terrorism. Okay. Tulsa, friend, was white terror. Black people have never rioted with white people. Black people have never attacked white people. Black people have been victims of white terror, white terrorism. No such thing as race riots. See, this is a state, uh, Oklahoma, this is a state that currently has a bill in its legislature, okay, that aims to alter the teaching of slavery. <laughs> oh, so smart. Oh, such clever wasps. Aims to alter the teaching of slavery, minimizing the uh, significance of slavery on this country's overall prosperity and its brutality. All right. But you see, friend, my beautiful black friend, all of this apology seeking from racists is indicative of something very disturbing. It's indicative of the fact that too many of us want to pretend as if race relations are not that bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. 
You know it's true. Uh, too many of us want to pretend as if a cultural war is not happening. This is sick. This is a uh, cowardly. They say, Cobra, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas uh, this year? I'll tell you what I want. I want for every black person on this planet to get a stocking. All right. A stocking stuffed with courage because it's something we're lacking. Let's not waste energy pretending that white people are accepting of non-whites being here. Let's spend our energy focusing on how to undermine their power so they can no longer dominate us. Follow me on Twitter at Cobras underscore shop. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave me a message with your thoughts and or comments. I'll play it on the next show. Till next time, God bless. Have yourself a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. We'll see you on the other side. Have a good one.